Merry Christmas! What we get? Isn't that right? Isn't that what we ask as children? Merry Christmas, what I get. All right, let's pray. God, we give you praise. And we are so grateful, God, that, that you have given and given and given. And, and God, we're just blessed. God, you've told us that you would provide all of our need according to your riches and glory. And so, God, it comes down to us being able to and, and really seeking your face to discern need, to, to, to discern priorities. God, to, to discern and, and, and to, to, to give life to our values. What is the most, most, most important thing? And so, God, as we, we celebrate this last worship day before the celebration of, of, of Christmas Eve, before we, we take that time and set aside that time to worship the birth, to worship our Savior, our Savior's birth, God. We don't... God, we just, we just want to give you thanks and praise. And yet, God, it's important for us to realize <laughs> what we get. So, God, we thank you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. From Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, obviously this prophecy that, that prophetic uh, scripture generally has an immediate fulfillment and a future fulfillment. And this one to us says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. What did we get? Man, there's a list in that verse. Uh, it's a Christmas list. All right? I want you to notice what it is that, that God foretold that we would receive in the birth of a baby boy. That we would receive in, in, in the person and, and, and not merely person, but person position work of a Savior. Folks, can I just tell you we got what we needed? God gave us exactly what we needed. You know, God knew before the foundations of time itself. I happen to believe God sort of mapped it all out. You know, I, I believe that God, God has a purpose for ultimately, right? This consummation of all things. And like when we were in Peter, remember we were in Peter. And Peter says, you know, at the beginning of chapter 4, I think it is where he says, the end of all things is near. And then they start talking about the end of things. And he says, well, it's closer today than it was when we got saved. Right? So this is not an end times message. And yet when I look back into Isaiah chapter 9, and God is foretelling, foretelling what it is that he would provide for us. Yes, a baby boy in a manger, the birth of a Savior, Messiah, the anointed one, the Christ, the Christos in, in Greek. The idea that God was sending his anointed promised one. That's what we got. Yay. Okay. Merry Christmas.
Okay? We got what we need. Look at the list, though. I mean, he says, uh, wonderful counselor. I've heard people make a big deal out of the fact that, do you put a comma after wonderful or not? Well, poetically, you know, you got descriptive words and nouns. And so, whether it's wonderful counselor, guess what I know? <laughs> Jesus is wonderful. He's also a counselor. And I think we can put it together and say he's a wonderful counselor. Okay? So, so I'm not going to argue with you about that. Wonderful counselor, mighty God. He is mighty. Okay? We'll get to this in a few minutes because, because the truth of the matter is, is that what God has given us is truth. It's way. It, it is the promise going all the way back to what they call the, the euangelion, the evangelistic word from Genesis 3, that at the fall God had already structured the deliverance of mankind. Okay? All right, so here you go. Mighty God, everlasting Father, eternal. Eternal past, eternal future, eternal right now. Prince of peace. Peace. Where's peace? Anybody see peace? I, maybe I missed it. Maybe y'all found it. I, I, I look around. I do a lot of reading. I, I, I watch for let's call it trigger words. Those kind of things that are meant to divide. Those kind of things that are meant to make us look with skepticism and cynicism on each other. And I watch those things and I go, wait a minute, that's not peace! See? God has given us a peace. I love some of the imagery of this passage, you know, where it says, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. I was reading as I was studying this. I was reading this. I was like, oh, okay. So what, God, why his shoulder? I mean, is he going to throw it in a bag and, and hoist it? No, no. Back in the day, uh, uh, whoever was in charge, king, emperor, whatever it was, they, they, they wore the emblem of their government on the shoulder. Of the increase of his government, of the prosperity of his government. I'm not talking prosperity gospel. I'm talking about the, the fullness the abundance of God's rule and reign is initiated. It is provided for. It is given to us in Christ. And of peace there will be no end. Do you know God's given you? If you follow Jesus, use the title, if you're a Christian, God's already given you peace. Not conflict. Not doubt. Not fear. Not suspicion. Not cynicism. Not skepticism. God has given you peace. It is a fruit of the Spirit of God in your life. See, God pours it in. You don't have to chase it. You don't have to go looking for it. God pours it into you. 
peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over the kingdom, over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it. So we got what we need. Guess what? It lasts forever. Forever. God's given it to you. Here's the question. I'm not going to ask you, have you received it? I'm going to ask you, are you living it? Are you living what God has given you? Because I look around and I go, okay, God, what, 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 what does this mean? How do I read this into, into Bobby's life? For instance, and I'll tell you the story. I've told y'all some Christmas stories over the years. Mom plays Christmas records at Halloween. It's okay. And, and do you know, I made that joke, and, and I told her. She, she texts me sometimes after I preach on Sundays and makes comments. Uh, a few weeks ago, remember when I told y'all she had the stack of Reader's Digest, Time Life, whatever, Christmas albums, and she'd let them fall, and then she'd just pick them back up, and we'd listen to the same songs over again. She texted me, and she, she said, I did turn them over. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Mom. <laughs> Right? Okay, Mom, it's all right. Um, Also in our house, remember, I told you about the time one Christmas in all my childhood that Mom and Dad agreed to let us open a gift on Christmas Eve because for us it was always never before Christmas morning. Never. But that Christmas Eve we opened a gift and and I picked that one gift that I thought was going to be special because of who gave it. And I opened it up and it was a wheel Remember, y'all remember that story? Please let me open another. Right? I, I, I remember sort of the, the fun that my dad would have by writing, writing uh, like treasure maps to go in search of things, right? Dad had fun with that kind of, you know? So, so when I would get up, to celebrate Christmas, my first question was always, what did we get? What did we get? And so that's where the message is today, y'all. What did we get in Christ, in Jesus? What, what did we collectively get? What did you get? Did you get this list from Isaiah 9? Did you get the counselor, the wonderful counselor? Did you get the mighty God, the the everlasting Father, the Prince of Did you get it? Or, or, Or do we get some portion, some percentage? Oh, well, I got that, but but that part right there I struggle with. Or that over there I I I'm having a hard time with. You see? I mean, God has given us peace. Guess what? Peace means I trust Him. Um, And in in our culture today, I'm going to go ahead and say it. (laughs) That's about all I trust. I trust God. You know? The messages, and I'm including them all, The messages that we are getting are, first of all, confusing. And in many cases, hurtful. I trust God. See, and I'm not a morbid guy. 
I'm a very happy guy. Okay? And yet, I'm going to do this as an illustration. If that's the last breath I take, I trust God. If that's it, I trust Him a whole lot more than a lot of the stuff I hear today. Why? Because we got what we need. I got what I need. It lasts for all of eternity. And I don't have to worry. I don't have to be anxious about what's going on out there. What's swirling in the in the news. What's swirling in the politics. What's swirling in the the call it health care stuff. What's swirling geopolitically around the world. I don't have to worry about it. Because I got exactly what I need from God. Okay? And you know what it is? It is salvation. God saved me. Yes, He saved me from death and hell and, and delivered me from the, the, the effects of sin. But He saved me from all of that. All that stuff you hear out there. We've been saved from it. Matthew chapter 1, verses 21 through 23. Now, he also quotes Isaiah 7 in this passage where he says, But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Okay, can I just go ahead and tell y'all? You can go through Scripture and look at the times that angels appear, and a lot of times you got people going, Now, wait a minute. Right? Sometimes they're like, Woo! I mean, the shepherds were and maybe it's because of the, the way Scott presented that a minute ago. They, they, they knew how to wrap a lamb in swaddling clothes. But there's some that when the angel showed up, uh, like we were talking about Gideon in the office this week, he goes, prove it. Right? I look at this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. And you are to name him Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Again, Isaiah chapter 7. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. Now, we're reading verse um, tw uh, 21 that says, name him Jesus. And then we're reading from the quote from I says, name him Emmanuel. What? You know, I've heard people say, see, I've said this last week too. Yeah, see, contradiction. Bible can't be true. All right, so I shared with y'all a few weeks ago. Years ago, huh? years ago, my name was changed. 
I'm going to give you the whole story because this is what I think uh, we need to recognize in what we've been given. My mom named me Bobby before I was actually named Robert. Now, y'all know I'm Robert Earl Owings Jr., but my mom knew she was going to call me Bobby from the time I was born, right? Uh, seventh grade, I tried to call myself Bob. Didn't work. Still Bobby, okay? Anything official, people call me Robert. Even down to the dry cleaners. Tuesday, I went and dropped off some dry cleaning. She said, last name? I said, Owings. She said, first name? I went, um, Bobby. She said, are you sure? Why? I didn't know whether to tell her Robert or Bobby, right? I don't guess it matters. But, but in that moment of confusion, wait a minute, what's my name? Right? So, go out in public. Remember I told you all this. I can be walking through the Harris Teeter over there and somebody will go, hey preacher, I have a new name. Or, if, if you're one of the gathering, Pastor, okay. So, so what, what would it have been like at the dry cleaners the other day if she had said, what's your last name? I said, Owings. And she said, your first name? And I said, Preacher. <laughs> or Pastor. Or Shepherd of the Gathering, Owings. Now, you see? So, so what are we talking about here? God's anointed one would actually and physically be God with us. Emmanuel. The promise going all the way back to the, to the very birth of the nation of Israel. I will be their God. They will be my people. I will be with them. See? See? So, so when we look at this, what, what God is fulfilling is His presence with His people. Jesus, where's that come from? Okay, so we as awakened, I shouldn't even say that, but I did. Here you go. Uh, <laughs> we like to say Yeshua or Yeshua, right? Because that's, that's kind of that, that that's a, we, we believe that to be, you know, a, a good Hebrew pronunciation, right? right? But really, uh, they would have been saying, Yehoshua or Joshua or Jesus. See, I've told y'all before, translation of Scripture is an art form. It's not an exact science. So now we got to go back and figure out what Jesus means. What did God give you? What'd you get? We got salvation. How'd we get salvation? Because God Himself came to be with His people. See that? And Yeshua, Jehoshua, Joshua, Joseph, Jesus, all mean Yahweh is salvation. Your salvation. Your salvation is God Himself. Okay? What'd you get? What'd you get for Christmas? What'd you get that Christmas? The Christmas that we celebrate, right? There it is. And I had somebody come. I love how people get real worked up about things. Some folks get worked up about angels. Some folks get worked up about manger scenes. 
had somebody wanted to say, can we not just move Jesus, Joseph, and Mary over here and put the wise men way over there? Because they probably didn't come to the manger. Well, guess what? This is a table. This ain't even a manger. So, so the depiction of those who come to worship Jesus is all there. You got shepherds, mom and dad. I mean, there's an angel even in there. Though the actual text doesn't say that that was a visible presence. You see, what does the manger represent? I believe it's physical. I believe Mary and Joseph ended up in a cattle trough at the back of the inn. And Jesus was born, and, and, and God announced his birth in the heavens. God announced his birth in the pastures. God announced his birth in a stable, in a manger. Cows, yes, sheep, maybe. I don't know who was there because I wasn't. And yet, all of God's creation focuses on God with us. Yahweh is salvation. So who do we worship? We worship God. When we talk about the Father, we talk about God. We talk about Jesus. We're talking about God. When you talk about the Spirit of the Holy One, we're talking about God. Okay? We worship God. Folks, there's a great deal of idolatry that goes on in our world. So I'm going to ask you again, who do you trust? Who do you worship? Folks, I believe what Peter said almost 2,000 years ago. The end of all things is near. It's closer today than it was when Peter wrote those words. So then we, as the body of Christ, followers of Jesus, people who believe and trust God, have to recognize that there is another who is preaching deception in a number of different ways. Can I just tell you all, now, some of you are going to get mad at me. Okay, fine. If we're brothers and sisters, you also have to forgive me. But the world we live in is not God. Okay? It's not. The, the, the cultures established around the world are not God. Okay? America is not God. Okay? Uh, our politicians, and I don't care which flavor you like, they're not God. We don't worship them. The, the entities of our culture are not God. The, the, the uh, party systems, I think it's ironic that they call them parties. See, no politician is God. Okay, I listened to a podcast one time and this guy was having a blast and having fun doing it. And he said, you know what? He said, God doesn't want to be a Baptist and neither does God want to be a Pentecostal. 
God doesn't want to be a Republican. God doesn't want to be a Democrat. You see? Now, I'm going to use this wording very carefully. Be careful what and who you follow after. Because Yahweh is salvation. Okay? Not not the world, not the cultures, not the politics, not the parties, not the politicians. Dare I even go on to say not the healthcare industry or the CDC or the, the doctor this or the doctor that. Oh, shall I even go step into it a little farther? Not, not vaccines and not masks and not, not penicillin. Folks, I told you some of you are going to get mad at me. Yahweh is salvation. It's exactly what we needed. It lasts forever, this salvation God has given us. And, and, and it's ours by adoption. See, I just, I listen to people. I listen to people who are skeptical, meaning they, they just don't believe. They don't believe a lot of things. People like to talk about people who don't believe in God. I mean, those of us in our little class of people, oh, the atheists. Or, or there are those that... that uh, <laughs> Paulo, I'm sorry, but I'm going there. All right, ready? <laughs> there are those who worship science. That's their idol. It's not that I don't believe what, what, what science produces, but I don't worship it. Mm. All right. Let's reel this back in just a bit, okay? Merry Christmas. What did you get? Did you get Jesus? Did you get God with us? Did you get God with you? Did you get Yahweh? is salvation. You see? Because if you didn't get that, there's no Christmas. This presence, oh yeah, we can love each other, we can do family stuff, we can do all of that. But if you didn't get Jesus, there is no Christmas. Okay? Y'all, I'm going to go ahead and tell you from Thursday to last night to 4.30 this morning. I got cranked up about what we worship this Christmas season. I have some reasons for caution. I have some reasons for concern. But I have no reason to worry. I have no reason to fear. 
I have no reason for this trepidation. Because if that, and now we know that it wasn't, if that was my last breath, I've got everything I need. See, I'm just not going to join the parade. Okay? God promised it through the prophet Isaiah. Fulfilled it in the birth of Christ. And will bring it to its consummation. One day, when all the people of God will stand before the throne of God and celebrate face to face. Uh, celebrate uh, you know, this idea that right now we see through a glass dimly. Right now we, we, we walk by faith, not by sight. But in that day, we will see face to face. Folks, I, I, I promise you I'm not in a hurry to get there, but I'm not worried about going there. Okay? This world that we live in is offering us conflict and division. It goes so far as to call it hatred. Right? God has given us Himself. What did you get? Okay? If you don't know Jesus this morning, man, I want you to know Jesus. I want you to trust. Trust the God of this universe. Okay, I've got one minute. You ready? In 2022, we're going to study the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. We're going to talk about it on June, January the 2nd, and on January 9th, we're going to launch into Genesis. In the app, if you don't have the app, go get the Gathering app. Okay? You can get it at the, at the fruit store, or you can get it at the play store. Okay? Get the app, because there's a reading plan that you can start on January 1 with Genesis 1. Sorry, it's not chronological, Tim. I know you have a preference, so you go read that one, all right? But I'm going to preach from Genesis to Revelation. We're going to spend every day. I want to encourage you to spend every day in the Word of God in 2022. Every day! See what? I, I don't care if you read the Washington Post or the Times or, or if you listen to, to Fox News or CNN. I don't care. It is never wrong for us to go to the Word of God. Never. So in 2022, we're, gonna, we're going to the Bible. Starting with January 1st all the way through next year, December 31st. I'm going to be preaching it on Sundays along with others. We're going to have the daily reading plan. Hopefully, if you want to read it, read it. Uh, the, the, the connect groups, right? Don't let me speak wrong. Connect groups are going to get into this, this progression through the Word of God. Okay? See? Never wrong to get into the Word of God. Never. Okay? So get into the Word of God. Let God show you what you got for Christmas. Okay?
pray with me? God, thank you. Thank you, God. God, I'm just... Thank you. God, if there's somebody in this room that doesn't know Jesus, we want them to know Jesus. Maybe they got church. Maybe they got denomination. Maybe they got some other, some other false promise or hope. God, You are our salvation. Thank You, God, for... Thank You for that certainty. God, help us to abide there. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.